Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the True Seeker podcast. I'm your host, True Seeker. Today, we're talking to Paul Askoff about UFOs and the paranormal. It's going to get real. Buckle up. I'm excited to dive into this one right after this. Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increasing chronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen at your own discretion. Excited to dive into this one. It's going to be good. But first, I got to thank all the supporters, man. Everybody supporting my work via Patreon. This is a listener-supported, listener-funded show. Literally doesn't exist without your help. So I, I say it at the beginning every time, just so you know how much you mean to me. I uh, can't do this without your help. Thank you guys for believing in the work 
and coming on, supporting financially. Uh, it means the world. And so I'm going to give a shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. Got a few new people who came on. And so uh, it's been awesome, man, just see, seeing the new people who are resonating with the work and reaching out and, and tapping in via Patreon in the community that we have over there. So shout out to Christina Carter. Thank you for coming on, my friend. Lisa Worden, thank you for coming on, Lisa. Debbie uh, and Drew Padro, thank y'all for believing in the work and supporting, man. If you guys want to be a part of this community, go to patreon.com backslash truthseeker. There you get access to my entire discography of music. It's 200 plus songs. Um, I do spiritual, esoteric, hip-hop uh, about this same subject matter that I cover here on the podcast. There are songs about UFOs, aliens, abductions, contact, meditation, prayer, everything spiritual. I'll cover it all. So make sure you guys go check that out. You get access to that. There's unreleased episodes there. And you also get access to the Thursday night school of the mystics, which is the community aspect to what we're building here. A lot of times we'll tap into prayer, meditation, breath work, or just hanging out, having discussions with the community, rolling ideas off of one another and and I enjoy building with the community every week. So if you're looking to hang out and ask questions in a like-minded community, man, I'd love to have you. And uh, you get access to that for any level of giving on the Patreon. And one of the cool things that we're doing here, too, is that we're opening uh, the Patreon members up for uh, being able to join the Zoom and ask questions. So if you're listening to the podcast live and you want to ask the guest or myself a question towards the end we'll open it up just join the zoom and you can come in and ask the uh, guest the question no matter who it is so that's another aspect that you get here uh, by becoming a patron um, so much cool stuff that we're doing we got a bunch of stuff coming up I'm uh, launching my course again the uh, eight-week program path of the healer for those of you who are wanting to be trained on online coaching and intuitive healing and and that sort of thing where you can tap in by uh, earning a full to a part-time income and you want to get started, uh, that, that program has been amazing. You're going to be working through your own healing the first four weeks and then the second four weeks is about launching you out there into uh, the community and, and starting your podcast or website, um, going live on Facebook. There's so many different uh, things that you can add to your arsenal. So I've been uh, done it twice so far. We've did two of the eight-week uh, sessions and have been amazing seeing people take off and um, come out the gate firing. So if you're looking, uh, if you're interested in that, hit me up. You can go to trueseeker.com. The info is there. Also, we have scheduled for November, myself and Illuminati Congo are doing the Reset, Refresh, and Renew retreat in Mobile, Alabama. So for those of you who are interested in the retreats, um, we will be having Illuminati Congo join us. And so we're going to be doing that together. It's going to be amazing. Been looking forward to uh, working with him in person for years. We've yet to uh, to meet up, but we've been, we've done a lot of work over the years in, in music and things like that and breath work and online classes and stuff like that. But this is the first time that we're going to be together in person. And so it's an overnight stay for those of you who are interested. Tickets are limited. Go to truthseeker.com to go ahead and secure your spot there. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's discussion. My guest today, again, Paul Askoff. Paul, welcome to the Truth Seeker Podcast, my friend. How are you? I'm excellent, and thank you very much for having me. I'm jealous of the weather, man. You're saying that uh, <laughs> what, it's in the 60s where you are right now? Yes, sir. Yep, oh, mid-60s. Mid-60s, probably a cool breeze blowing outside. <laughs> I'm yep. jealous. I can't wait. 
hot down here. In <laughs> and the, I ain't your weather. Say it again. And I ain't your weather. A bit oh, of heat. It's a, grass yeah. is always greener. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, excited to have you on, you know, before we went live here, we're talking about, uh, the interest in ufology right now. And, uh, mm -hmm. those are like all of my shows that are taken off. When I look at the numbers, even the ones I've done years ago, uh, anything concerning UFOs and aliens and that, that kind of thing is, uh, people are looking it up. People are asking questions right now. I would say disclosure is happening from the sky. People are having encounters and then the government's releasing documents. So people are, people are asking questions right now. So it's definitely something that I love to talk about and love to dive in. So we're going to, we're going to pick your brain and, and hear your story and talk about your book, which you've covered a lot of that stuff in there. But uh, for those who don't know who you are and much about your work, just kind of give us a brief overview of who you are, what you bring to the table. We'll start there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been medical all my life. I've been a qualified nurse, qualified occupational health nurse, qualified paramedic, and it was always been medical throughout my life. However, I have just recently retired, gave me time to write the book as something I've always wanted to do was put my ideas down on paper and get just get my ideas out there for mm -hmm. people. And I think from because I had such a strong religious upbringing when I was smaller, and then things, my attitude began to change with seeing UFOs and other things, and it changes your attitude somewhat, and also your experiences and spiritual experiences too. And that sort of steers you, I, I, I believe everything happens for a reason, and you're steered in a certain direction. And when the time is right, that door will open and you will move in that direction if you want to. And I think that's what happens throughout most people's lives. And it's just, to, for me, is being able to get the information out there uh, because what I have seen previously, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are a lot of really good authors, some lovely people out there that do a lot of investigating, a lot of work, both into the paranormal and into UFOs. And... For me, I wanted to give the whole picture. People tend to just put a slice of the pie, like they'll just stick with poltergeist investigation or they'll just stick with spiritual healing or they'll stick to UFOs as in, uh, we'll say, the Pascagoula and the Calvin Parker and Charlie Hickson event or Roswell, for argument's sake. So people tend to give these smaller pieces of the puzzle and I believe that there are, they are all joined or they can be all joined together. And we need to be thinking out the box and we need to be thinking about the whole picture rather than just the pieces of the picture. Yeah. And uh, you've been in this for a long time and, and paranormal and uh, UFO research in that field. Um, so do you have you come to a conclusion? I feel like the longer you stay in it, the you know, you think you're going to pinpoint this stuff down and figure out exactly what's going on but i feel like you end up having more questions than you had when you when you start is that true for you or are you are you clear on a lot of what's going on in ufology uh now there, that's a sixty-four thousand dollar question you i mean i'm a yorkshireman so i always think i'm right yeah we're good yeah we know yeah we've got the answer but never say never because new things do come to light all the time 
And when I started, should, should I uh, tell the listeners how I got into UFOs? Yeah, I want to hear about your first encounter for sure. Okay. Uh, I, I just had my, I was just into being 11 years old. I just had my birthday and we'd moved into a new home a few months previously. It was on the edge of a small village, really rural. Now I'm talking a lot of years ago, I'm talking 1968. So there were no such thing as the police helicopters or ambulance helicopters, anything like that. And the air traffic was very much lower too. Now we were very rural locations, so there wasn't much aircraft that much flying over our location where we were. We were right on the edge of a village and we were looking from our front house, we faced due east. Myself and my brother, last job of the day, as a routine, we did what our father said. And we took our dogs for a walk and we had a very disabled war veteran next door, had to take his dog for a walk. So the routine was, took the dogs for a walk, came back, said goodnight to the parents and went to bed. That's what we did. So we'd take the dogs for a walk. My brother, who was nine, and I just had my 11th birthday. And we came back in and my father was in the front garden. And that time of night, it was just beginning to get dark. There was no light pollution like there is now. So even though it was dust, you could see the major constellations, the, the brighter magnitude stars were just coming out. So my father sat us down at the side of him and he's pointing to them. Now, he wasn't an astronomer or anything, but he had a telescope and he liked to involve the children like parents do. So as we're all three looking at the sky to the north and straight in front of us, was a bank of cloud, a really thick bank of cloud that went all the way. But the other side of the sky was completely clear, perfectly clear. And then as we're looking at the sky... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Two UFOs came flying out this, flying is the wrong word, but came zooming out of this bank of cloud and then just stopped dead. There was no deceleration. And if you can imagine like a V formation, but one slightly to one side and behind the other. And as they stopped, they were perfectly spherical, pearly white, brilliant white balls of light. Now, the one nearest to us was about uh, very close to the cloud, 
and was about the size of uh, a dime at arm's length. So they were quite large, really. And you could actually see the light from it shining on the cloud. And all three of us were like dumbstruck looking at these. There was no sound whatsoever, no uh, apparent rotation, no strobes or anything like that. There was just a solid white light. And then after a few seconds, they immediately moved at 90 degrees, going directly away from us, but they stayed at the same relative position to each other. Nothing apparently joining together. Now, when they were stationary, they were perfectly circular. And as they stopped, I got a voice perfectly clear in my head. Now, I don't know why, but I'm saying the voice was friendly and the voice was masculine. And it said, or the impression it got was, oops, we hadn't meant to have been seen. We hadn't meant to come out the cloud. And that, that was perfectly clear in my head. And then after a few seconds, they were immediately moving fast, going away from us. And as they moved away from us, it was like they were covered in a, an atmosphere or something, like a, something around them that gave that wasn't attached to it, but it gave off this sort of phosphorescent around it. And there was the tiniest little teardrop shape as they moved, as if this atmosphere was sloughing away almost. And again, no sound or anything. And they went in a perfectly straight line down this bank of cloud. And you could still see the light from them reflecting on the surface of the cloud until they disappeared in the distance towards what was then a, a coal-fired power station about nine miles away as the crow flies. Now, the three of us were just dumbfounded and in silence. And my father, who'd done his national service with our Royal Air Force, and he was the first to speak after a while, and he said, well, there's nothing that we have that can do that. And that, from that moment on, it was like, I wanted to know how I don't, how I don't, how I don't know about it. Why isn't it on the news? Why isn't it in the newspapers? Why aren't people talking about it? Because it was so bizarre. It was so, for want of a better term, obviously alien. It was so odd and out there. Mm -hmm. How could it not be anything but alien? And that's one of the things I've learned as an investigator years later, that even though people give, or I dare say the authorities give the uh, explanations of, oh, it was a temperature inversion, it was the lighthouse through the trees, it was military flares, they do, that's enough for people on the periphery and on the outside to give a logical explanation because as the normal human psyche, you're always trying to rationalize things. So for people on the outside, it's nice to say, yes, that's what it is, I'll just cross it off. But the reality is, for the people that witness it, it falls far short, and these people are still left with, yes, I want to move on, yes, I want to ex accept that explanation, but I don't, still don't think it's right. And we do get that a lot within investigating the field of ufology. Wow. That's an amazing uh, first story, first first encounter, um, and and obviously you know you, this is something that you started pursuing and asking questions and things like that later. Uh, one thing I wanted just to comment on is what you said about what we'll call telepathic communication. When yeah. when you saw it, there was a thought that that you yeah. picked up that something told you, or or you picked up on it, and and, and the reason I'm, yeah. I'm going it because I've had 
similar encounters where these you see it and yeah. boom, there's a thought immediately implanted in your head and they tell you something about being seen. You yeah. know, um, that's the interesting thing. Whatever they are, they know when someone sees them. Like yeah. they know if they're cloaked, they know if, if, if they're hiding in the cloud and then they know if an eyewitness, an onlooker makes, con- makes, sees them and registers in their brain. Hey, there's something weird right there. There's a UFO yeah. and they know it. And it's like they sent a thought, <laughs> hey, we, we, we didn't want you to see us yet. The kind of thing, you know, and then they take off. <laughs> what do you, what do you think that is? Do you, do you think that, um, that they're just, you know, trying, trying to communicate or they, you know, they, it's so hard to say what it is, you know, if, uh, especially you saw about hearing voices, you know, and people talk about it, well, it's just the government and the government has technology to send thoughts to you and all this kind of weird stuff. What, what do you say about that? Because it's real beautiful. It's encouraging. Yeah. It sparks awe and wonder in your life, creativity, you know, and, and like you said, once you start pursuing that stuff, interesting things start happening. What do you think is going on with that type of what we'll call telepathic communication when someone right. sees a UFO? Right. Okay. It gets like what I've tried to do, just to digress very slightly, I've tried to write my book so that anybody can pick it up mm-hmm. because you do get a lot of people that try to explain the science behind it. Yeah. And you, as a reader, you're trying to read it and thinking, well, this is getting a bit heavy. I am having to concentrate here. And I didn't want that. What I wanted to do was just put it in very easy, mm-hmm. layman's terms, simple to understand. So this is my explanation on it. We, I'm, I'm going to, slightly scientific, but it's very simple. We, are what we deal with on a daily basis within our normal electromagnetic spectrum, right? At the high end, you've got radio waves that we're using now, and then you come down through the infrared to the visible light and our acoustic spectrum, and then it goes down through the ultraviolet, X-rays, and then gamma rays at the lower end. That's our normal electromagnetic spectrum that as human beings, we've learned to deal with, and to a certain extent, we can now measure, and we're going further afield in Aldrin photography and in infrared and ultraviolet. We've got that on the Hubble and all sorts of things. And it's same with on the gun cameras with the latest ones, with the UAPTK reporting things and having corroborative evidence because they've got infrared cameras as well as normal cameras on the uh, aircraft. Now, if you imagine that electromagnetic spectrum, what we actually see and hear every day that we deal with every day is actually less than one-tenth of one percent of what we know about electromagnetic spectrum, right? Now, we can measure measure it to a certain extent. We know about EKGs, that you call, EEGs when they measure the brain patterns. But at the end of the day, we're not that good with it, really. We're only scratching the surface. Now, slightly aside from that, the latest scientists and cosmologists are saying that between 75 and even as much as 95% of the universe that we deal with is dark energy and dark matter that we can't even measure. But they know it's there because of the way our bit of the electromagnetic spectrum and the things that we know react. So because of that, we're only actually seeing that one-tenth of 1% of 5% if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So there's another 90, 95% that we don't even know about. 
Now, this is something that ET is completely in control of, completely understands, and completely is able to understand it to a, an extent that they can manipulate it and use it. Therefore, when we've been talking about communication on the telepathic level, they immediately, everything that we have, right? You, me, the computer we sat in front of, the room we sat in, the chair we sat on, everything has a magnetic field that we can, to a limited extent, measure. But if you imagine, now you know on a spiritual level, when you meet somebody for the first time, you know immediately if you're going to get on with that person or not. Because your magnetic field reacts with their magnetic field. So your auras immediately, that's when you know if you're on the same wavelength. Yeah. We have all these little phrases in our normal life and people don't understand it. Yeah. But when you meet somebody, you know if you're on the same wavelength or not. So you know if you're going to get on or not. And it's exactly the same. ET can control that. Every thought that you have and the intention behind it, as Einstein said, everything is energy. And the thought is, a, is energy. So therefore, if you are ET and you're able to control that, you're able to manipulate it, you understand it, that is why ET can immediately zoom in. That's why we get these abductees that go back and see things and people see things constantly. And where they say ET suddenly, why have they come for me? Why have they suddenly appeared at the side of the bed? Why did they think I was thinking that? Why did they not let me remember? Why did I see an owl? Owls is a good one. Or a vehicle parked at the side of the road. Uh, and it's because they're able to control our memories and our frequencies. And because they understand it, they can zoom straight into us. They know immediately. That's why they know when you've seen them. That's why they know where you are. Mm -hmm. That's why people, oh, is it a bizarre act of kindness in reality that ET don't let you remember? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you know, that if, you know, you come from the medical field and if you're going through a surgery, like yeah. that's that's accounts where people wake up during surgery. Yeah, they and do. They're cut open and and but they can't move. Like yeah. you sh you're not supposed to see that. You're not supposed to remember that, right? So like you said, maybe it's a a service that you can't remember. Most people by sheer fright of what these beings yeah. look like will, you know, fear and hysteria immediately kicks in and panic, you know, just to see what they look like and um so with that being said, that is pretty advanced technology or spirituality or just their, oh. you know, abilities that we call God given that they have. It's pretty, pretty advanced and, and pretty powerful. Um, yeah. It could be scary or it could be a blessing, um, what, depending on the intentions of the ETs. Now, would you say uh, benevolent, malevolent, uh, both. What, what what is your experiences with with these these beings and, uh, and and the reports of others? Yeah. Okay. I'll go. I'll use an analogy that I use in the book. Imagine our electromagnetic spectrum that we're on now. Our life that we're sat on this earth is an old vinyl record, an old LP with the hole in the center and the grooves from the edge to the center. That is our frequency that we deal with, that we're the planet, the plane, the physical reality that we deal with on a daily basis. 
So if ET... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He's able to manipulate that. Remember, we only see one-fifth or one-tenth of one percent, rather, within that electromagnetic spectrum. So we're on that record there are actually a whole stack of records on different frequencies. Some people call different dimensions, both above us and below us. So ET, one thing that the, going back to the abductees, which they will say uh, that messages that they're given or people that have done hypnotic regression, uh, people like um, Dolores Cannon, Bud Hopkins, unfortunately, that are no longer with us, but Kat Marden more recently, and one thing that they say constantly is that everything's done by thought. It's an energy that they have. And Bud Hopkins, I was very fortunate to meet him and have lunch with him once. Uh, I was helping out at a Bufora concert, the British UFO Research Association. And Bud Hopkins was a guest. And he was quite, what can I say, he came out with it and he said, Paul, he said, I got into the field of ufology purely by chance. He says, I was an artist. And he, he got into hypnotherapy, mainly on the counselling side of things, and wanting to help people. He was a lovely man, real gentleman, wanting to help people. But he said, when different people from all geographical locations around the world and all different backgrounds, whether they be wealthy, whether they be very poor. He says, and they're all telling you exactly the same story, and they've never met each other. They don't know these other people are telling me the same story. He says, but when you do that, and they're all telling you, he says, obviously, there's got to be some truth to it. And one of the things that they all say is, everything was done by thought. That is the energy. And that is why you never have a problem. People say they communicate, they speak in their language because they don't need language because it's the thought. Ideas. The idea that goes directly into your brain and that's how it's put over and that's how you pick it up. So language doesn't come into it. And the other thing, that's how the abductees, where they'll often say, uh, people say, I can remember seeing an owl or I can remember seeing a vehicle at the side of the road, and it's been allowed to remember these things. There was an abduction, I, uh, four adults that I investigated for Bufora back in the mid-90s, and one of the guys gave a really good description, and he said, it was a really odd atmosphere. He says, and I can clearly remember thinking, well, how is it suddenly dark? Why has it got dark so quickly? And he said, when I look back at it now, he said, if you can imagine your memory 
as a videotape that's been cut into segments and then a lot of it thrown away and the bits that are put together aren't necessarily in the right order. He says, that's how it feels in my head. Where normally people will rationalise, and you can remember things in a normal, relatively accurate chronological order. He says, this, it, it doesn't work. He says, it, for that portion of my life, it won't, my brain doesn't work, it won't let me remember. And it's just been able to control that frequency so you can blank it or do whatever. And it's just for them, it's a straightforward thing. It's not a, there's no magic to it. As Einstein said, everything is science. There's no, there's no magic behind it. There's no, it's just a spiritual thing too. Yeah. If, go on. No, I, I, there's so many different places we can go. Again, I, I just, I want you to be clear on, are they good or bad? You know, as yeah. far as, or, or both, you know, because a lot of people will say, you know, they're just like humans. We have some good humans and bad humans. I, 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 I don't necessarily agree with that. All of my experiences have been beautiful, have been like amazing, you know. And so the whole thing about the abduction phenomenon, which we've seen, you know, really in the 80s and 90s. And it was like uh, terrifying experiences kind of thing. Uh, but now you, you're hearing more of the experiencer and the contactee. And they were like, it's more of a, I'm cho I was chosen to, uh, to, to see this and I'm thankful that it happened. And now, you know, psychic abilities are increasing in the individual, like creativity is unlocking in the in individual. Uh, it seems like whether there's a, 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 you know, something's changing in that realm, which some people would, would agree. Um, and I do feel like there's a lot of disinfo out there as well but i feel like you know that they're definitely benevolent i feel like there's a code of conduct out there a spiritual yeah. uh, code of evolution that that we yeah. need to uh rise to as well to be accepted amongst the stars and so but obviously my experience is my experience and other people would tell you different things do you think that these beings who have evolved themselves maybe millions of years it, it more advanced than us um are, are they good or, or bad is that i know it's kind of like just painting it black or white and that, that may even be yeah. a little bit nuanced and hard to to say but from your your studies are they good guys or are they bad guys or are they just neutral what do you think i think they're definitely good guys and as you again it's a personal thing that i've never had anything bad However, if we'll use back, go back to the analogy of the stack of records, if you imagine evil is on the outside, no such thing as the devil, but evil does exist and there are evil spirits and lower vibrations that obviously affect us. If you imagine evil is the edge and then each of those grooves on the record, on whichever plane you're on, whichever record or one you're, you're experiencing at this moment. Each groove is a life and a life experience by you to move towards the center. And the hole in the center is purity. Now, some will call it God, you call it what you like. But at the end of the day, religion has nothing to do with it because all for the same for everybody, whether you believe it or not is irrelevant. It's the same distance to the center. And it's the same amount of learning that we all have to go through. And this is where you've just touched on it, where I believe ET is, for want of a better term, 
better than us because they've advanced spiritually as well. So they will be obviously nearer the centre. They might be 10 records higher up in the stack than we are, but they still have the same journey. And that's why it's this, as you said, I believe the same, this universal law of do no harm. One of the things that uh, Calvin Parker and Charlie Hickson, uh, their Pascagoula, when they were abducted and they put them back, and Calvin got the voice in his head, was, we meant you no harm. You know, and it's, again, is it that sort of thing where if we were looking at a nature thing and we're looking and we put nets up and catch birds or bats and we look to see what the numbers are and what weight they are, are they healthy, are they doing tag okay? Them. And they tag them and we let them go. Is this exactly the same, but it's a much, obviously it's a much higher level. Yeah. So again, you go back and it's to the not, And it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? I mean, no. it, now to that, to that bird or to that bat, they're terrified. They think they're about to die. Oh, yeah. And then it's almost like a near-death experience because then now they're free. And like, oh, my God, I, I thought I was going to die. I got to tell everybody, you know, these, these people grab me and, you know, they, they're writing books and, and, and selling scripts to movies and, you know, that kind of thing. Same, the same scenario. Yeah. There are other things that are pointers that we know that they use, or in my opinion, that are pointers that they use the electromagnetic spectrum. The first thing which is quite obvious is you will get people that see, even going back to the 1950s, and we've constantly had uh, sightings where they've been seen on radar, but you mm -hmm. can't see them with the eye. Yeah. Or you can see them. I mean, we've even had them over the airfield where people could look out of the control tower and see them, but they didn't appear on the radar. And it's just they're not at that frequency. They're at a different place. Yeah. And, and it's the same constantly throughout that and it's all to do with the magnetic frequency there was the gaffney incident in the us where there was different uh, a lot of different people including the police saw a number of sightings over this night uh, and part of it was a young couple that had parked up and I, I don't know whether they were having a domestic or whether it was the other end of the scale but they were parked up and they saw initially the outline of a disc-shaped craft coming towards them so they were both like, oh, my God, look at this. And as it came towards them, it solidified and became real, which something would. Because if you think about it, they're on the infrared spectrum as they come down through the, our magnetic frequency into our visible light. But what it did was as it came through the shrubbery and the trees in front of them, the trees burst into flames, which they would if they generate in heat through the infrared frequency. Now, this as it materialized suddenly shot off into the distance and was gone but left the trees and shrubbery on fire they called the police called the fire service which duly turned up the fire service put the fire out the police took a statement no other evidence whatsoever and again as one of my colleagues paul sinclair said with his series of books truth proof it's the truth that leaves no proof because it's not on our frequency. It, it doesn't connect because they're coming down to our level for whatever reason, just for that time. So that's when we see them and then they've gone back up to their own frequency and it's gone. And it's the same of, uh, same of the paranormal. And you often get um, 
people who say if they see something, uh, whether it be paranormal, and we've even had it with cryptids, people seeing Dogman, people seeing uh, Mothman, people seeing Bigfoot or Sasquatch, and they say, I was absolutely terrified. And that is because when you get that frequency coming down to you, to our level, it's where, if you like, we have these geographical locations all over the world where, if you like, the veil is thin because the two records, the two frequencies are almost touching. So for argument's sake in the States, you've got lots of them, but Skinwalker Ranch, I would say, is the more famous. And when people get this, they get this intense fear. And I think that's because on a spiritual level, your soul knows you're entering an area and a frequency where it shouldn't be. And so you get this where, you know, in human terms, on our plane, on a chemical level, you get the fight or flight syndrome if you're in a stressful situation. On a spiritual level, you can get this intense fear. And we've had reports on that from the paranormal, from seeing spirit, from cryptids and seeing Bigfoot, from UFOs and abductions, the same. And it's because of that, because of the change in frequency, mm -hmm. that's what you pick up on. What's the soul picks up on, if you like? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And uh, yeah, it is scary, you know, seeing something for the first time that stalls yeah. you and you're not prepared on, on, on what it's going to look or, or, you know, feel like. I mean... For me, uh, there was a lot of fear there too because of all of the the movies that I watched in the in the '90s about abduction and communion, and uh, th most of them were like, you know, fire in the sky, yeah. like horror horror movies yeah. essentially. But j with those movies, there are beautiful UFO movies too, you know, that are out there that don't you know get as much attention. But for me, when I begin to see a lot of, I've seen a lot. Like sometimes when they come down low, I still get scared, you know, thinking I'm going to get abducted and, and taken yeah. away, even if even though it's something that I'm trying to facilitate through thought, through prayer, that yeah. kind of thing. And that's one thing I want to touch on as well. I ask you about uh, the CE5 initiative contact of the fifth kind where you actually contact them and ask them or summon them kind of thing, right? So if they can read our thoughts and they pick up on that frequency, you know, there's a huge movement of people who are going out to open fields and asking for a sighting, asking for the ships to come in, for the beings to come in that have our greatest good in mind. I'm asking you to show up and all of these people getting together on one accord, lifting up this thought and uh, and they're having encounters and, and experiences. What what are your thoughts on that of us being able to contact them through through uh, telepathic communication that actually works both ways? That they can send stuff yeah. to us, but we can say, "Hey, I know you're out there. Can you move these clouds or just fly by or something?" You know, what what are your thoughts yeah. on the CE five initiative? Yeah, um, excellent. Simply because that is an uh, that is the direction we should be going in. If they're so much uh, more advanced than us, they're spiritually more developed than we are, we need to move ourselves up a, a record or two. We need to lift our vibration. So by doing that, by having this, you see, that's the other thing where this CE5 initiative would work because they can see the intention behind it. Mm -hmm. They can pick up on the intention behind it. They know. So it's easy for them. I believe that there are many different types of ET. That's why you get some that are good and some that are not so good. Some that would 
treats us, I think they're all benevolent. Had there been any, if you like, malevolent intention behind it, we would have been long gone, years, millions of years ago. Yeah. You know, we wouldn't have gone far, you know. When we, we were primitive, been... you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, going back to your, that universal law, everything has to be done by your own effort. And that is the same. They are leaving us to see if we have the wherewithal within us to lift our vibration and become a better race than we currently are. So one other thing that that uh, just struck me while we were talking about that, that again, going back to the electromagnetic spectrum that explains something that uh, abductees or even just experiences and people with sightings get. And this is true with the, both the paranormal and cryptid as well, is the absolute silence. And people often say, there was no sound at all. There were nothing. And then I became scared. And we get that quite frequently. We get that a lot. And I think, again, that is because you are in that zone, the Oz effect, if you like, on that zone where the two levels are meeting. And because you're on that level, you inadvertently, if you like, are venturing onto another plane, onto another record, onto another frequency. So because you're entering this other frequency, suddenly you're not where you can hear anything because you're on a different one. And that is why people often report, I couldn't hear anything. And there were no background hum of traffic. There were no wind. There were no birds in the trees. Or it's suddenly gone silent. It's suddenly gone silent because you are entering this zone. You are getting close, you know. And for me, that is one of the things where you see these uh, Bigfoot expeditions and things like that, where people say, it's suddenly gone quiet, I can't hear anything. And that is because they're entering that zone, that little pocket of energy that's on a different level. Mm. So they can't hear anything because it's not on their frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like that space <laughs> in between. Um, yeah. It's weird, like, you know, people, I feel like people enter that, that state in, in other ways too, when, when trauma happens and, you know, yeah. uh, there, there's this you know, children who, who kind of get lost in staring in their imagination yeah. and they're just, hey, I'm talking to you and they're somewhere else. It's almost like even though that person's talking to them, they're not, you know, I guess their mind is, is somewhere else too. So it's almost like yeah. a place that we can, you know, tap into uh, the in-between by, by other means as well. And, uh, and yeah. is it spiritual? Very much could be with with our imagination yeah. and our thoughts and our will um almost drifting in between those realms and the younger children don't have those preconceived ideas that we have you know so we, they're more open to it you know mm -hmm. than we are yeah that's good um for everybody watching on youtube periscope Facebook, wherever you are, make sure you guys click the like button, click that thumbs up because it's definitely uh, proven to send this stream out to more people and get in front of uh, more eyes when you click that thumbs up. So make sure y'all go ahead and do that. And also we're going to open it up for questions too. So if anybody would like to join the stream and ask our guest today a question, make sure you do that. The link to join is in the, the Patreon there. Uh, that's linked on the YouTube and in the comment section. So if you're a patron, one of the things you get to do is jump in and ask questions. So let me know if you guys have any, and I will try to uh, 
ask them for the guest and open up the Zoom now. So it's going to be good. Um, for somebody, you know, I, I say somebody, there's a lot of people who never have an encounter like this. They go their whole life. They don't believe. Um, they, they don't believe in the supernatural. They don't believe in, in, in the metaphysical. They don't believe in UFOs and aliens. They've never experienced it. But then you have other people, like once you have that first encounter, then it's a lifelong journey of supernatural. I've had so many, it's hard to keep count at this point when my neighbor could not even experience anything. What do you think that is? Do you think that that first maybe even random experience just opens you up energetically to look for patterns and to see things that are beyond the veil? I feel like that's what happened for me. Um, and I'm doing this, you know, like I said, for a living now. It's something that happened to me at four shadow beings coming into my room as a toddler. And, uh, and that stuck with me to ask the bigger questions and to get clear on what it was and see if it's happened to anybody else. And it just kind of, you know, launched me into this, this life where I've always been into the paranormal, metaphysical, UFOs, the occult, all of it. And I feel like, the imagination in this world, the, the way it works is you find what you're looking for. Do you think it's a, a, a random spur of the moment experience that just opens up a lifelong uh, uh, pursuit in, in this field? Or what do, you, what do you think the difference is? I, I think the difference is we're all on this journey, all on these grooves of the record, endeavoring to reach the center. And you have to do it by your own effort. So if you go back to your aura your personal vibration and your personal frequency that may not be the lesson that they're on and therefore everybody's on their own own groove their own lesson they have to do and for some people it's more spiritual for others it isn't some won't be ready yet and some will have done it but need to do and experience other things so it's not always detrimental but it's like a, a constant learning thing that I believe we all have to go through. Uh, and we different, I, I think that I, like you, I was fortunate to experience many different things when I was younger. Uh, and that opens your mind to think, wow, there's obviously much more than I, I could go to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I experienced spiritual healing and I've never done it before, and I've never done it since. Uh, I mean, I can tell the listeners that story if they wish. That was quite mind-blowing at the yeah, time. Yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of people uh, into that and as well, so sure. Yeah. Well, I was brought up, I, I was initially, would you believe, I was uh, dedicated a Methodist. I was brought up quite strict Church of England, uh, baptized Church of England, and then... We moved, when we moved, when I was 11 years old and we moved to the new home, we moved to within about 50 yards away from the local uh, spiritualist church. And one of my father's work colleagues went there, roped my father in, and then that was it. So I was a named spiritualist as well. Now, as a, especially as I got older as a teenager, we didn't go regularly. We weren't church. I, as teenagers, we weren't churchgoers, you know, weddings and funerals and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But we didn't go every Sunday. And I never went to any circles or didn't know anything about that. So as I'm growing up through my teenage years, I'm trying to find out about UFOs and read books and get information about that. And one day I'm walking past the church to go meet some friends. 
and there's this old guy stood outside having a cigarette in a brown three-piece suit. And he just said, Paul, and I didn't know this guy. And he just said, have you got a minute? And it was like, yeah. So I walked over to him. Because you, you, you do expect him, you do have this trust where you took to your elders and you thought he was a good guy. And I walked up to him and he said, just a minute. And he got this strappy bit of paper out of his pocket. And then he wrote something on it. And he showed me. And there was the three letters, UFO. And he says, I've just been told by spirit to show you this and tell you you're thinking along the right lines. And it was like, I mean, I don't think I'd even spoken a word at this point. And I was like, whoa. He says, I, I want you to go, or they've been told, you, I want you to go and see Betty. Now, my father, I went and spoke to him afterwards, and I spoke to him, and he said, yeah, I know Betty, and whatever. This is where she lives. So I go and see this Betty. And she said, she turned out to be an old medium from the church. And she said, I want you to go and see a lady called Pearl. And I can't remember a surname, but she had this surname. And I actually went to school with a daughter. Now, as a sort of 15-year-old, 16-year-old, this 15, 16-year-old girl was quite a fit young girl. Nice to look at, cute girl. And I'm thinking, oh, this has got this is good. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll go see Pearl. Anyway. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I goes to see Pearl. She lived just in the next village, not far away. Get the local bus service, because I was only a teenager then, young. Go to see Pearl, knock on the door, and the house is in complete darkness. All the windows, all the curtains are closed, and she opens the door, uh, and I find out that her daughter, unfortunately, wasn't going to be there. Follow her into the house, and then it was like somebody took over my body. Uh, I saw the only way I can describe it, nothing bad. And I, I followed this pearl into, she closed the door, I followed her into this quite a large lounge and she'd got this carver dining chair, upright chair in the middle of the room. And she walked straight towards it and sat down in front of me. And it was like somebody else was inside me, moving me. And I moved straight up to the back of her, I put my hands on her shoulders. And as I put my hands on her shoulders, she starts saying a prayer 
not long. And then, if, I mean, if you'd have filmed this, it was quite bizarre. But I put one hand just above the top of her head and the other hand up to the ceiling. So I'm stood in this weird position, like some traffic officer out giving on patrol, giving direction traffic, with my hand just above her head. And then I felt this electrical current, physically felt it, like somebody switched the power on. And it came down from somewhere into my arm, out through the other arm and into the top of this pearl's head. And I physically felt it, the vibration. So then as a teenager, I'm thinking, I don't move, I don't do anything, I don't think, I don't whatever to spoil what was happening. And I could feel this vibration. And then after literally only a minute, it stopped. And I physically felt it just turn off, finished. And she knew it had finished. And I just put my hands, rested my hands back on her shoulders. And then she just stood up smiling and looked at me and she, and she said, you certainly hide your light under a bushel. And that was it. And mm. it turned out this lady suffered with quite debilitating migraines and had been in bed for like a week at a time and couldn't stand the light or anything. And she just threw the curtains open, put the kettle on, and 10 minutes later, I'm walking back out the front door thinking, what the heck just happened? You know, it was... And afterwards, obviously, when I saw this Betty afterwards, it, it was retrospectively... I was allowed to experience how things should be, I believe, you know, what, what can happen and how we should behave and how we should be able to understand things. And it was just, I was the conduit, if you like, that allowed me to experience it, to sort of say, there's a lot more goes on than you know about, you know. Yeah. It was quite amazing at the time. Wow. That's and I've never beautiful. done it before or since. Wow. You know? It seems like you would try to you know, recreate it, you would try it again, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, and, and so you haven't, you haven't tried it, you know, maybe you're a, a spiritual healer and, and you, yeah. uh, you should do it for more people. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we all have this latent ability within ourselves. It's mm -hmm. just how to go about it. I mean, my wife's quite poorly at the moment with arthritis, but I can't just turn it on. It's like, yeah. 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 Um, you could try, you know, yeah. I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, that's how, that's how, mir that, that's how miracles happen, right? You feel like you were yeah. like used for a miracle and to send and transfer energy yeah. and, and to channel that energy as well from that source, as you said, the center of the record, that peace yeah. and divine love, which is everyone's connected to. They, they yeah. just don't know it or they, they don't know how to, to, um, receive it. And so you become a channel for that for other people. Mm -hmm. And you already do that, obviously, by obviously your profession, what you chose to go into the, the medical yeah. field to help people um, and yeah. then to, you know, help people who are having a hard time understanding what's going on with ufology and supernatural paranormal experiences, which can marginalize you quick, quickly. You you become. Yeah. Uh, the laughing stop, you become a black sheep, you become, you called a crazy person, you know, people going around telling you that <clears throat> UFOs telepathic, telepathically communicate with them, mm, that you're not going to be asked to come over to a lot of uh, family gatherings and, 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 and luncheons, you know, yeah. if, if that's who you are. But, um, but, but the more we talk about it, the more we put it out there, it becomes more accepted and it becomes, and it, yeah. it uh, creates this ground where people feel comfortable sharing their yeah. odd 
encounters and stuff. And so obviously you're that, that that's a form of healing for sure that that you're doing. And uh, I definitely commend that. And it helps a little goes a long way too. One of the other things which many listeners may uh, may have experienced uh, is being able to fly. Now, I've done this numerous times uh, in the middle of a dream state. If yeah, you like. I've been you having know? a lot of dreams about flying, so yeah. I want to hear this. Yeah, and I was flying and I could see the frequency of everything. Yeah, and when we we're talking about the magnetic frequencies mm-hmm. earlier, and I can remember flying over this place and a lady had fallen and she'd hurt her ankle and I could see the damage on a, on a magnetic frequency sort of level. You could tell the frequency was wrong, that there were damage there. And I just went straight down to her. And because you understood what was wrong, you could just correct the frequency and that healed what was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I can remember the color changed Uh it was like from a blue to a purple in her ankle. Uh, and then, it, because it was back normal, then I just literally floated back up and flew away again somewhere else. But I can remember I woke up shortly afterwards and the profound sense of loss that I couldn't do that again. It was like, why can't I do that? And it was really, and I could remember it, and I can still remember it now quite vividly. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh, why can't we do this? Well, maybe we can do this, but just not at the level we're on now. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've had those dreams, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, be, being able to, to, to at least try and then, you, yeah. and then here you are in your backyard trying to fly, you know, trying to yeah. levitate. Like, again, like, you, you, I mean, you're always the crazy person until you can do it, you know, until it happens. The first person yeah. to do something, uh, you know, but obviously they're there's reports of, you know, Catholic priests who were levitating around the cities. Yeah. The the movie The yeah. Flying Nun is supposedly based on a true story where the woman had such great faith that she would levitate when she got excited about her faith and so much so that they had to tie her to a chair and nail the chair to the floor. So there's all of these stories in antiquity, if you would, but they seem to be forgotten. And, you know, it's left left to the movies. And, um, but I feel like it's, it, the movies contain like what's possible. Like you, you start seeing stuff in the movies that, that go deeper, that came from some religious text or some ancient stories that people think that the script was made up by that director or, or, or writer, but those stories and, and the, the spirituality connected with it was embedded in some ancient holy book somewhere or history book that was written down. And that's the amazing thing whenever it comes to art and and what's possible like that's what a testimony is like you know you don't know that it's true until you see someone doing it and now that they've done it then you can revisit it recreate it and teach other people how to do it but i've definitely had those dreams recently of pushing energy to the to the earth and and, and levitating and stuff and so maybe it's a maybe it's an ancient calling you know to try it you know, even when you're when you're sharing, just seeing the color stuff, you know, um, you know, I, I do I do practice prayer, laying on of hands and healing and things like that. And it just seems like a modality that that you would want to uh, embrace or try if someone is having like uh, pain in their ankle, like you said, 
see see them as a color of healing, whatever color that is. Some people can say they can see auras and then see the, the color that's off. If you can naturally see it, spirit, spiritually see it, or if you have to imagine it, imagine the discoloration, imagine it being red, and then intuitively change that color back to its natural state, back into alignment and resonance with the body. And you're doing it with the imagination, but you're connected spiritually. Again, you never know unless you try, you know? Yeah, that's good. Very good, yeah. I think that's part of the thing where, as part of our growth on a personal level, you don't remember because you have to do it by your own effort now. And it's by raising your vibration now and raising the way that you think and helping people. And that, that's that's how what we should be doing. That's the direction we should be going. Yeah. Um, there, there's people out there, I, I, just, I like the idea, but they say in order for us to to take our place amongst the stars and the star brothers and the ETs and that kind of thing, that the earth has to evolve to at least 51% good. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. we'll be, you know, majority good than, than is evil. I think we're, I think we've surpassed that though. I think, I think the majority of people now are, are more intuitive or good who, who are not trying to use and abuse others. And, and what, what would you say is a, a percentage of the earth that, that, you know, maybe, um, personally 51% good of themselves yeah. versus the other. Yeah. I, I think, but again, it depends on personal circumstances and whether you have the ability and the strength within you to overcome because we, we all have bad days yeah. and we all have good days. Yeah. And as you know, in different circumstances, when you meet people in different places that happen, and you can meet people on a good day and they're wonderful. And then just get them wrong and, you know. But it's something that is exactly what we need to do. And you've said it's spot on. That is why I think we're getting more disclosure now than we ever have. I don't ever think we'll get full disclosure on the, uh, I'm talking on the UFO from here. Because even with the latest report, they've only given us like from 2004 to 2021. So... Does that mean Betty and Barney Hill weren't abducted? Does that mean Travis Walton didn't have his experience? Does that mean Lonnie Zamora, you know, does that mean Roswell didn't happen? So there's a lot of good cases and things that happened in the past. Uh, and I think historically from uh, the, I'm going to say military driven because the military were the people that were responsible for our safety, if you like. And because you get this national security and, you know, was it under threat by ET or whatever? At the end of the day, I think had national security been in reality under threat, it would have happened years and years and years ago and we wouldn't have had a choice. But we, everything is by personal choice. So they're just leaving us silent running, if you like, to fall foul by our own means or get over it and improve and get over that 51% threshold by our own means, yeah. if that makes sense. And I think that's why we, we, we will never get full disclosure because I believe it happened officially from sort of 1952 after the uh, Washington DC sightings where they came up with the very bizarre explanation of uh, thermal 
you know, mm-hmm. refractions and things like that. And you got people, I mean, you have to think, 1952 wasn't that long after the Second World War. And you got a lot of people around DC that had just been demobbed that were professional observers that had been pilots and being so when these people and you got there were hundreds of reports of people seeing UFOs over the capital and it was like that there was no way on God's earth was that a temperature inversion you know it was something that they had to try and cover up and because of that I think from that moment on then we got this if you like aggressive debunking where they tried to discredit people they tried to ridicule people they tried to make it look silly and that's why even to the today now the mainstream media still have this if you like end of news thing where oh and by the way they make it almost comedic sort of thing at the end of the news where somebody's seen something or somebody reported something mm-hmm. but having said that i believe now it's getting more and more difficult to cover up because as you've seen things, I've seen things, I've got videos and photographs that I've taken of unusual lights in the sky and things that happen. And because people have got now ever better and better cameras, uh, yeah. they put it on mediums, put it straight out on the internet, and people can see, and they can't control it. And because the authorities have got less and less control, they've got to sort of take the lid yeah. off the pressure cooker, as it were, yeah. and just let bits of it escape and make people more aware that this is happening around them without giving full disclosure, because I yeah. don't think we will ever have full disclosure. Yeah, I think they're they're just releasing enough to say, yeah, we know what's going on, just so whenever the time is right or they have to, uh, they can control the narrative. They can tell yeah. you what these things are versus like, you know, you talk to enough people now, you just start, you know, people will tell you what they are versus waiting for the government to tell you what they are. Because I think they're going to say that the opposite of what we've been saying. I think they're going to say that they are, are our enemies and they, uh, you know, want want to want to harm you and in those kind of things. And, um, you know, alien invasion, that kind of stuff. Um, how many. So when it comes to sightings. Right. And you say you had your first one at at 11. How, how many do you think you've you've had in, in your lifetime personally? Uh, probably I'll go somewhere between two and three dozen. That's a lot. I'd say around 30. Now, would this uh, come from stargazing and night watching and, and, and looking? Or is this just spur of the moment? Hey, there's one there kind of thing. Both. Yeah. No, I, I always I always say look at the sky because people don't yeah especially with the modern sort of world that we're living now where people have got the phones and they're like this and the heads down because they're looking at the phone and the messages and all you had to do was do this yeah yeah because i do believe that they're around us all the time yeah and they do go through our frequency and we can see them i've got photographs even in the middle of the daylight uh where and i'm not saying our new cell phones are any better than anything else and trying to get them to focus on something with just a bright blue background of the night of the day afternoon sky is very difficult you know uh but i think it's something that more people would see if they were made more aware of it yeah uh, and p I'm, I'm not getting against people because people are very 
materialistic specifically just for looking after their own family, putting meals on the table and that sort of thing. So it, you become materialistically driven because you want that nice house, you want that nice car, you want yeah. that security. And once you've got that security, uh, and I think that's why you do get a lot of more elderly, if you like, investigators and people that are willing to put the neck out there because they're less bothered about the materialistic side of things. Mm -hmm. And they do have more time to ask the questions and look at the sky and, and experience yeah. and investigate the paranormal or whatever they want to do. Yeah, you know, you spoke of um, maybe energy, energy centers and places that were uh, ripe for uh, these type of experiences. We just, me and my family took a vacation to uh, Arizona. We went to Sedona and uh, we went to Sedona. We went to Monument Valley and literally it's just like a highway. I'm looking at the I'm sky jealous. It's like jealous. there's two traveling together. There's one going in. They're like everywhere it's like how can you not see them the, the, the yes. thing is you at this point if you want to you can yeah and literally they just said like you said just look up for me that was a big like awakening or rebuke even of like you know they've been there the whole time but i've been focusing on the natural and it and obviously for me it was like a um analogy for just for spirituality even like you're you're focusing on you know the mundane in 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 life and entertainment and your day to day when all you had to do was look up you know and the scriptures are big on that just focus on the things above look to the heavens look to the sky it's that simple and uh started seeing so so many things that I feel like anybody can. Now it takes time, right? It's not you can't just go out there one night. as, hey man, I looked, I didn't see anything. Like there could be those nights as well, but there's other nights yeah. where there's a lot of traffic and a lot of stuff going on, and it only takes one, one phenomena for you to see to, to just to blow your mind. And I've yeah. seen entire fleets. Have you seen fleets like, like bunches of I them? I saw just uh, literally. I can't think of the day, but a few weeks ago, we saw three uh, that appeared. I saw one first, and then another one appeared at the side of it, and then another one appeared at the side of that a little way off, and then one disappeared, and then another disappeared, and I just managed to get a picture of the last one before that two disappeared, and they were moving against the wind too. Uh, but there are... Movement, I'm, like, I'm changing tack slightly if I may, but the movement of UFOs, this is another thing that makes me laugh. Uh, on the last report, and they were on about, they have limited data, uh, so they want to analyze and they want to put more money at it and want to get more analytics and things. But at the end of the day, when you see um, <clears throat> a UFO, a lot of sightings that people will tell you and, and they'll say it was so bizarre it was so odd it was so different it couldn't have been normal aircraft and one of the things that i say is if you go back to the electromagnetic spectrum where everything's done by thought et could be a thousand years i mean just look just go back from where you were now in alabama a hundred years ago Nobody had a car, really. If you went anywhere, you went on the new railroads, or if you were lucky, you had a horse, and that was it. And if you wanted to get a message to anybody, and then look, 
100 years later, here we are. We've got our own cars, very comfortable. They've got every gadget on you can think of. Every, you know, we can talk to each other instantly across the space. So imagine how far we could move in another 100 years. Well, we're talking ET that may be thousands of years in front of us. So it's perfectly plausible for the doubters out there that they can not only control the magnetic spectrum, as I've said, but being able to control it and manipulate it and use it every day like they do. So, again, with the people and experiences that we've had and investigators, they often will say everything was done by thought. So if something is uh, controlled by thought, it's instant. So if you suddenly wanted to go down to the down to Gulf Breeze on holiday, you'll think a Gulf Breeze, boom, you're there. There's no physics behind it because that's our physics. And you get, they make me laugh when you get these people and they drag these scientists out of the woodwork and these other people that say, well, there were no flight surfaces and there was no heat plume and there was no rubbish. They're not using our physics. It's a complete thing. They're completely isolated. They're in their own little pocket of energy, their own little pocket of universe, if you like. So they just think it and they go, there's no such thing as speed. There's no such thing as G-force to them. That's how we perceive it. So that's why they make these bizarre movements, why they can stop suddenly, why they can suddenly go 10,000 miles an hour, mm. why they can suddenly they can go through space, they can go through our normal atmosphere, they go through the lakes and the oceans because it's irrelevant to them. They're not, they're not there. They're in their own little pocket yeah. of energy. So they're not moving. It's only us that sees that movement through our piece of it, if you like. But they're not moving. They don't feel anything. That's interesting. Um, you know, there's a growing movement in you know, the metaphysic community and spiritual community where you have a lot of people who are teaching the, um, the science behind... Um, neurochemistry and manifestation and how to heal yourself with the mind and affirmations and things like that. Um, when it comes, when it comes to manifestation, it's a, it's a huge topic right now. And, you know, manifesting yeah. your reality, whatever you, uh, believe in will show itself to you. You'll start to see it. If you speak it out, write it down. And then there's, <clears throat> there's this manifestation that happens. And the, the, the thing about it, I believe in a hundred percent, right? And there's different levels to it. There's and the thing yeah. I don't I don't understand is the time. Like sometimes uh, there's instant. Like you put a thought out there, you speak it into existence, and then you get a phone call. The same thing that you spoke like shows itself to you the same day. Other times it's a couple weeks, couple years. I don't know if there's things that are harder or or you know more things have to actually line up to bring it into yeah. our reality. And, and you use the, the mind, you use thoughts to do that. And it almost seems like the ETs. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Have mastered this manifestation through thoughts. Yep. That yes, you can, you can travel uh, by thought. You can, you can create something, a flower, an apple, anything. As long as you know what it is, you can create it by thought. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's very interesting to think that if it's even people think that ETs are us from, you know, uh, come back, up, you know, thousands or millions of years. And so, you know, mastering manifestation, you know, by, by thought, which is, is an interesting, uh, you know, uh, topic to think about. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And if you think about it. We're going back to the electromagnetic spectrum and having their 95% on top of our 5%, but completely being able to understand it and use it and control it. It's just, therefore, it's like now we get these, uh, as, a, as another example, the power of positive thinking, mm-hmm. people with that, and you manifest what you think. You know, it's the way and the intention behind your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you get negative people will have negative. I mean, I've got a neighbor that's so negative and she has so much bad luck. And it's like, yeah, because that's what you're putting out there. So that's what you're going to get back. Yeah. yeah. Be good, be positive, be happy. And that's what you'll get back. It's so simple, but it's getting to the stage where you can control that yourself and how you think and how, you know, how you conduct your life, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're talking about, healing and and spirituality and all that connected with ufology when we think about et as in the movie et like et was a healer like he had this ability for his finger to light up and and heal people's wounds and scars and things so you know that's that's interesting too we're talking about being able to heal people and and tapping into that that ability yeah everything is energy so everything is possible it's just being able to control the energy yeah yeah and do you think you think you do that with the thoughts or is it it's thoughts and intention and then i feel like there's i feel like there's a connection though with like being able to push and pull energy with our with our hands and things as well um versus you know a a release uh the power of the breath speaking it in those affirmations because it's one thing just to think positive thoughts it's another thing to to speak positive uh, thoughts and affirmations as well. It's, it, it almost uh, either amplifies it or creates it with the breath. You know, the, the yeah. Bible talks about the power of the breath and God spoke things into existence and spoke this and that and this universe and planets and situations. And so we're kind of tapping into that same energy. Like once you have the idea, now speak it out. Now 
add breath to it to, to bring it into this reality. So what you're doing, if you think about it then, you're, you're putting the intention behind it, but you're also putting with the breath and the other things, it's giving power to it by giving a different frequency. So you're giving it more energy. Mm. I mean, I'm no expert, believe yeah. me. I, but it's just over time, these things do come together and they do shape your thoughts and your ideas and how things move together. Mm -hmm. um, there are people out there that know far more than I do, but it's, it's just getting it all together to get into a bigger picture that people can understand and get a handle on and sort of say, yeah, that works. You know. mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, the, the more people share their stories and what's working, as long as they're honest with what's working and what's not working, and we're getting a lot of that, you just hold on to all the stuff that works. Even from, you know, religious tradition, like the stuff that works in your religion, like I'm going to I'm going to try that. I'm going to hang on to that. I'm going to hang on to this from from over here in this tradition and, um, and and find out what's helping people and what's serving people versus dogma and all that kind of stuff. And um, and people people are advancing. People are learning, becoming more spiritual, be, becoming more uh, attuned and um, and more. I think I say more loving, more tolerant you know, other yeah. beliefs and, and all of this. And so all of that is us moving in the right direction to yeah. what people this... would call ascension. You know, we have to ascend. Yeah. We have to reach a new level of consciousness, which is a level of love, you know. Yep. I agree 100%. Awesome. Yep. Well, Paul, man, I, I enjoyed this talk uh, so much. I'm glad that, that we were connected. Um, we have to do it again. Um Go ahead and let people know where they can they can follow your work and, and check out your book that, that you wrote on this, this subject and uh, where they can follow your work at. Sure. Well, there you go. Can the guys see that? Yep. UFOs, The Real Story by Paul Askoff. There you go. And it's available on Amazon, uh, hardback, paperback, ebook, or audible. Uh, and it's... There are, uh, I've got um, a small Facebook page called It's The Real Story, where when I put my sightings on and photographs I've taken, and people ask me questions on there and I'll put things on. It's just some way of keeping within the UFO community and mm -hmm. adding my two penneth, you know, and keep putting my bits in there. And But there are some brilliant people and some brilliant authors, and it's just a case of, adding to it and eventually we'll get there that's awesome thank you so much for what you're doing again i enjoyed this talk and uh anytime you want to come back on brother just let me know thank you thank you for having me all right many blessings paul ask off ladies and gentlemen um it's a subject people are looking into people are asking questions people are uh, being open and honest about their stories. And, and I mean, what more can you ask for, right? Uh, for people to share, you know, the things that are working for them and, and um, not suppressing it, not suppressing it, but sharing it openly with people. And so again, all of my shows on, on ufology are, are uh, topping the charts right now and, and getting the most views and the most streams um, every day. So <clears throat> I'm excited whenever we, we talk about uh, this topic it's very near and dear to my heart and more people are getting into it for for many people it, it the it's connected to spirituality right the uh, ufo phenomena for many people it's their initiation you have a sighting and then it opened up so much 
uh, so many more questions. You begin to ask the deeper questions. You know, I remember having um, Dr. Michael Heiser on the show years ago, and he's a, a biblical scholar, and but he's into ufology, and he's breaking down the Bible and has some beautiful stuff on on the gods of the Bible and breaking down words and, and spirituality in the Bible. But one of his big things is UFOs and the UFO phenomena and breaking it down from a biblical perspective. And, and I had him on and I asked him, I said, you know, why do you, you know, being a, a biblical scholar, why are you going to like all of these UFO conferences and presenting your work there versus going to the churches and doing it, you know, where like your main audience, uh, you know, is. And at the time he said it was because those people who are going to those UFO conferences and listening to those podcasts, they are already asking the bigger questions. And so if I was to go to church and start talking about UFOs at the time, most people, you know, call you a quack or they don't want to hear it or they're not open for that type of discussion and dialogue. So he found that in, in ufology, in the spiritual community, they're already open to um, asking the bigger questions. And so he found his home there. But I say now uh, Christianity is changing for sure as far as being open for the conversation. Um, you, you, there's a lot of this going on in the churches now where, where they're talking about it. And someone like Dr. Michael Heiser is is doing a lot more stuff in churches and myself being embraced more these days uh, in the churches and the stuff that I've been bringing to the table for years. It hasn't switched up, but like the church has kind of evolved and caught up to begin to ask these questions. And they had to. If you don't, you'll get left behind. And so um, but but I will say that when it comes to ufology, uh, the majority of Christendom, the majority of, of, of researchers will say hands down that UFOs are demonic and UFOs are actual uh, demons that want to uh, possess you and they fly around in little ships that, you know, however they got them and they uh, and, and they abduct people. But that, that's the difference within, you know, Christendom and not having a, a, a biased standpoint, but just being open for the information. And so that was one thing that I was able to appreciate because when I really got into ufology, it was definitely hours and hours and hours of listen, listening to Christians across the board say that they're demons, they're demons, they're demons. And then I would find weird scriptures and I would find different testimonies where people were having beautiful encounters and it sounded angelic. It's like, hold on, these could they be angels? And I would hear some people allude to some stuff where maybe it could be and then I just begin to open up and, and listen to people who I felt weren't biased. And it was just people who didn't have some type of agenda or something to prove. And um, that's when stuff started connecting for me. And I started having my own experiences. So you have to be open, you know, you have to be open for it. And um, and, and even now, again, with the, the churches are, are saying uh, a lot more and embracing the conversation. I've seen a lot on TikTok, all of these you know, the government is, is, is coming clear about UFOs, but these things are interdimensional and demons. And are like, oh, these Christians are like pushing this fear, you know, narrative and, and agenda. And it's totally not the case. Again, though, just like we said, the power of the mind, the power of thought, whatever you believe will show itself to you.
And you begin to find connections and synchronicities all about these demons that fly around in spacecraft. You begin to watch those movies. You begin to be led to those type of podcasts and even books. And, and you fill your mind and your imagination with this agenda, right? And, uh, and you become biased. You have a preconceived notion versus just looking at all of the information and then make an assessment. I'm big on that right now um, where people... We'll, we'll just listen to one side of a preacher or a sermon that says, stay away from this. It's really big right now when we talk about <clears throat> the Kundalini, you know, and that's a, that's kind of a buzzword and, and a scary word for many Christians. The Kundalini is a demon spirit as well. You know, everything is a demon. Marine demons, there's demons that live in the ocean. Like everything's demonic and it's selling right now because people are scared. You know, I don't, it's crazy, but I don't believe in it, but it's selling. So um, you have to, when it comes to research, you got to research both sides. Listen, I'm cool with you listening to your pastor and listen, reading the Christian authors who say all, all UFOs and our experiences are, are demonic and demons and they want to abduct you and kidnap you. Fine. Like, that's cool if you listen to that, but you have to go to the source. You have to go to the other, other side of the research. I use, you know, many authors that people just demonize because of one quote. And I've been talking about this Blavatsky or Manly P. Hall, who have some pretty, um, you know, far out uh, writings that, that that can be scary if, if taken out of context. And I've noticed a lot of people, including myself, would like take them out of context and judge their entire catalog on like one sentence one sentence and even taking it out of context. And I've seen people who have lashed out at me about what so-and-so believes. So because they, even if they did believe it and it's, you know, whatever, like you just going to uh, discredit their entire catalog of work and what, and the good and the beauty that they've brought to the table because something scared you. And Blavatsky for me was a, um, um, a perfect scenario just because, I even judged her. Oh, she's this. Be careful. She's a charlatan. She was a Satanist. You hear all kind of weird stuff. And at the same time, she's really none of those. You know what I'm saying? So for me being able to go back to her work recently um, <clears throat> and read it for the first time, like to to make an assessment on on somebody that I've never read their work. I never really read Blavatsky's work. I may have seen some stuff online. I may have watched a couple of documentaries, see what other people have said, people trying to expose her, stay away, and all this kind of stuff. Get a book and read the book. Make an assessment. You got to. Everybody's like, the, again, with the Kundalini conversation, like people are listening to these pastors and these, you know, demonologists on YouTube telling you what the kundalini is and, and what it isn't and why you should be afraid and you stay stay away from yoga because yoga is going to get you possessed by an Eastern uh, demon that masquerades as the Holy Spirit and tricks people um, called the kundalini. And it is like this like agreed upon doctrine now. And uh, and and they ask me, what do you think? I can give you my opinion and what I think. And but you need to look up. Their teachings, like go to some. You know, people who practice Kundalini yoga and see what they say. No, they're just going to lie to you. They're going to they don't know what it is because the, the truth behind it is the demons. Man, you're, you're already setting yourself up for failure. You're just judging everything, finger pointing. 
if you're going to listen to your pastor who tells you hands down that this is what it is and you just believe it because he's done his research. He used to be a yoga instructor and now he's not because of Jesus. Like you got to go to somebody who's for it. Read both sides, man. I cannot stress that enough. Talk to the person, figure out what they believe, ask them what they believe. Ask them what they believe. And they'll, they'll probably tell you, you know. I'm going to jump to uh, the chat here. Um, Stargate says there's a demon in every bush. Yeah. Demon in every bush. It's popular. It's tempting to even get into it, you know. I love demonology. I believe in lower level entities and all that, but by here scaring folks and talking about and making they, folks are making up demons. They're making up stuff now. The marine demons. Bob Larson just put out a video. Marine demons. Heard a guy do a teaching on how uh, the waters are demonic and how God like all the fish and, and the grotesque beings and monsters and demons are in the water and they're marine demons and, and mermaid demons and it's all kind of just weird stuff that you're making up. You really ain't got no biblical proof for it and you really ain't got no ancient proof for it out of any text that there's demons like, you know, like all the fish are demonic and demons are in the, it's just craziness, but it sells, man. You got to make it up. You got to have a gimmick. You got to keep making it up so you can you can win the people. You can't give them something that they can trace back because they can, you know, see that you're lying. Valerie Ford says, <clears throat> you were speaking of healing. I saw a Reiki massage done on a person with AIDS that couldn't have a regular massage because of clotting. Hmm. This man was pale before the Reiki was administered. When they were done, he was flushed and sweating red. They never touched his body. It was something I've never seen before. It was truly amazing. Yeah, you can push and pull energy. You know, the laying on of hands, I feel, in, in, in the biblical setting, should even be done with pushing and pulling energy. You know, Not to just put your hand on and ask for a healing, ask for angelic assistance, yes, but for you to be trained in, in what it feels like to push and pull uh, with the laying on of hands and pulling sickness out of somebody, pulling, um, you know, sending positive energy and not just in a prayer, but in a, you know, connecting the imagination and with your heart center, pushing and pull, even with the breath. Like I've seen it done with the breath, like, like sucking energy out of people just by putting your hands on them and breathing into it. Like, and seeing people get healed, seeing people manifest like spirits off of them that, that were, you know, hurting them. And I tap into the, to the movies, this stuff's in all the movies. They didn't make it up. Like, this stuff is, is out there, you know? Paul Wilcox says, UFO and occupants come from both higher and lower realms, just like good people, uh, good people and bad people. Phyllis says, I ain't scared. Open up. Have no fear. People are going to judge what they don't understand, so stop judging. Love what you're saying. I hate that everything is a demon. Yeah, you know, and it just sucks that it's the church that, you know, they demonize everything that they don't understand. You know, anything new or anything that isn't biblical, like, 
or, or have a biblical reference. So you just got to use biblical reference with them. You know, <clears throat> everyone has a gimmick. Look at the heart and the intent. Don't be so spiritual. You have no common sense. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So hope you guys enjoyed this talk. I love hearing these stories and, and the more people we talk to, the more closer we come to the truth. Everyone has a piece of the puzzle. I think majority wins. <laughs> Once you start asking people these questions and they share it and they don't have nothing to prove. It's just what it is. It is what it is. Take it or leave it. Judge me. Laugh. I don't care. Let your freak flag fly. It is what it is. <clears throat> Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, tonight we're going to be doing the School of the Mystics. And tonight's going to be fun. I've got a, a beautiful idea that I've been wanting to do. And we're going to try it out for the first time. We're going to be doing seer training. Um, we we're talking about the seer realm and, and how to see in the spirit. How to uh, activate the spirit realm and how to see uh, through personas. And there is a technique that um, I want to... Uh, do tonight with the community. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, sign up on the Patreon and you'll get that link. That's at 7 p.m. Central every Thursday night that you get access to that by becoming a, pa a patron. So um, really looking forward to doing that tonight. We go through courses together. Again, we do open dialogue, prayer, meditation, breath work, all that. But tonight I want to focus on um, doing a, a collective on how to see how to see past personas. Amanda P says, demons make money. I can't tell you how many people I see offering to deliver you from evil for a fee. Yeah, it is. It's strange. Like, um, you know, finding, finding balance in that, you know, and, uh, and whether it's, you know, charging to, to deliver somebody versus telling you like, um, you, that you just got to stay bound up that you can't get delivered um, unless you pay. Um, so I, I get a lot of those those emails and stuff and, and people want to do sessions. I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions for people, for counseling, for training. Um, you know, if it is deliverance, uh, it hasn't been much deliverance lately, but we also, you know, offer free stuff. And that's what I tell people. Make sure that, you know, you have something for free that you're offering if you are going to be charging for something. Um, all the information is out there. They have to just catch it on a live stream or or whatever. So that's one thing about it. But yeah, the uh, the demon thing is very strange. It's more it's more popular in Christendom than angels are, and there should be less demons than there are angels, right? If a third of what it was a third of the the angels uh, fell and became fallen angels and demons or whatever, like there's more that didn't fall and didn't leave their uh, first the state and, and choose wickedness. So why all the talk about these lesser beings and these lesser experiences when we should be talking about the angelic? And so that's one thing that like, even in the church settings, if you talk about demons, like more people are prone to believe you and yeah, yeah, I've had those encounters too. But when you talk about the angelic, uh, there's a little bit of uh, people being hesitant and, uh, and, and maybe not believing you um, when that should be more. So people are, are looking for demons behind every corner, um, in, in every bush, 
versus looking at the angelic and working with the angels versus seeing and working with demons, whether it's casting them out or seeing a scene. Like if you could see a demon in a video game, if you could see a demon in a movie, if you could see a demon here, a demon there, listen, you need to train yourself to be able to see an angel in it too. Because there's more, like see an angel in a video game. How many, how many, how much of that conversation have we had? Like see an angel in a book or see an angel here and an angel in that you've trained yourself to spot demons everywhere. And if there's not one, you assign one to it. You're assigning demons to stuff, to people. He got a demon. There's a demon on that guy for sure. I listened to his podcast. I read his book. He's got a demon. Like what? Okay, cool. We might, there might be a demon on everybody's shoulder, but there's an angel too. Train yourself to see the good. Train yourself to see the angels. That's what we're doing tonight. We're going to train ourselves to see. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, patreon.com backslash truth seeker, sign up. You'll get a link to join. Um, all the, every little bit helps for all the, uh, the community that we have there. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. Really enjoyed it. We'll do it again very soon. Shalom, shalom. Peace. episode folks to hear more episodes of the truth seeker podcast head over to truthseeker.com and if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards go to our patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truth seeker as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com podcast that's indeed.com podcast terms and conditions apply with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.